death is too good for them. They must suffer as I suffered. They must see their world, all they hold dear, ripped from them as it was ripped from me. You would need a better name than Tatara if you are to accomplish that. Then I shall become a count. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? I'm Batman. That's no moon. You gotta see this. With your host, Dan Mackles. I have a plan. And the very talented Miss Carolina Jimenez. It helped if I got out and pushed. Now, let's start the show, shall we? Yeah, for this. Grid is live. Initiate light cycle battery. Hello and welcome to You Gotta See This. First of all, Happy New Year, everybody! Guess 2020, get out of here. Done! Guess what? 2020 is over. It's done. We survived. Did we, though? Did uh, we? we? We did. Barely. We did. But stronger. Stronger. We, we're wiser. We're strong. I'm hoping. And we're back. We're back and, we, and you got to see this. Your podcast about movies we think you have to see. Yes, yes. And here is our, our first episode of the new year. Let's hope that 2021 is uh, vastly different than what we experienced in 2020. Although not, not, for, not for our podcast. We want to continue what we're doing because we love it. I'm your host today. Carolina Jimenez, and with me is my co-host today. I'm Dan Mackles, and what are we here to talk about? It's my choice. It's your it's choice. my choice. So this time, uh, since I picked last time and I made you watch Towering Inferno, you decided you wanted me to watch something of uh, not the same era, but from the past, we could say. A bit, a bit, it's an older a bit, movie. It's, it's yeah. an older movie. It's an older movie. And we can, we can consider it a classic. It smells like classic, maybe. Uh, do you know, the reason I picked this movie, and we let me Let me Sorry. say what movie it is before you start talking about it. Dan Mackles made me watch The Count of Monte Cristo. Which is a movie I... 2002's uh, Count of Monte Cristo. Because I think there's been many... I think there's been lots of obviously, different... Obviously, probably, yeah. because it's based on a very famous novel. So, uh, the 2002... Really? 2002? I thought it looks older, right? Uh, it, fe it feels well, older. Shit, 2000, for, for... 2002 is almost 20 years ago, That's if you think so about true. it. That's so true. Almost, not almost. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> yes, knocking on the door, yes, right? Yeah. So that's what we watched. Tell me why you thought I had to see this. Now, I think this one falls into uh, the, the category of the you got to see this because honestly, I just think it's a good film. Um, some of the other ones that we've got in our back catalog, uh, again, 
here comes Dune. Uh, there's or ones that <laughs> it you know, was not me this time. <laughs> were, were ones that we wanted to introduce each other to for specific reasons, like maybe you had a connection to it as a kid, or this was important because of the role it played in filmmaking, like when we touched on Tron. Um, yeah, no one said that you gotta see this. Are movies that you have to see because they're good necessarily? Right. It's just for whatever reason we thought it's worth watching, and we try to explain the reasons why. And for and for this particular film, The Count of Monte Cristo, um, it's I just really enjoy it. And I don't think it gets enough run. It's it's a film that just sort of came and went and never really had, I think, much of a following. And every time I throw it on, I enjoy it more and more. It's 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 not a deep movie uh, as we can touch no. on as we go through it, but. I, I think they don't really make movies like this anymore. No, and it, it has that taste, that 2000, that late 90s, early 2000, kind of th- the way movies were made back then. Yeah, and that's not, and I don't think it's one where you go back and watch it and you're like, well, this looks dated and old because it's a period piece. Exactly. It, it was shot uh, to, you know, what what was the genre? The 1800s? It's written, I think 1815 was when it was uh, set mm-hmm. in. And I think that lends to its ability to be rewatchable, right? It, it hides the, the yeah, the, the, the elements and factors that could come from when it was shot because it's, it's yeah, it's it happens in a much older era and yeah we're gonna we're gonna go through that i i watch this one uh, on a semi-regular basis i'd say at least once every couple of years oh wow yeah every couple of years so here it is we'll we'll dive into some of the facts here this is uh the count of monte cristo was released in 2002 i think early 2002 january Mm -hmm. um and it's based on the book written by alexander dumas Mm -hmm. i've never read the book (laughs) <laughs> shocker um and it was directed by kevin reynolds do you have you ever heard of kevin reynolds before? i don't think so well it it sounds familiar but i'm not sh- i'm not familiar with his filmography Can yeah, you? when i when i took a look at the name again mm-hmm. like you it didn't ring any bells but you will have recognized some of these titles uh 1995's water world oh of course yes yeah, yeah. mad max <laughs> oh, yeah. on the ocean uh-huh exactly Quickly, uh-huh. what do you think of Waterworld? I loved it. Yeah, it was one that really got panned. and It got famous because it was the most expensive movie ever done to the date. And that was like 100, 100 plus million dollars, which was, was bonkers was main, back then. It was the main thing everyone was mentioning about it. And I, I don't, it doesn't look that expensive, to be honest. But I, it was fun. I, I had lots of fun with it. I remember avoiding it because of the hype right but when i actually saw it i was like this isn't that bad it's not bad it's whatever it's it's not gonna win any awards but or 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 maybe the facts i don't know it was fun it was he he also did 1991's robin hood prince of thieves okay so i don't know if he's like a buddy of uh kevin costner's or not and he likes the 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 period pieces obviously and the other one was called uh tristan and oh god i can't i'm gonna butcher this tristan and Isolde? I-S-L... I can, I can pronounce it in Isolde? Spanish. We say Tristana Isolda. Okay. But I don't know in English uh, how, makes you, more how sense. say it. And again, another period piece. Period piece right? based on, as far as I know, an opera. It seems to be his wheelhouse. Yeah, he seems exactly. very comfortable, going, you know, genre films yeah. and, and going back in time. And I, from what I've seen, uh, I think he's, he's got a good little it, niche it, there. It seems like he's good at what he loves. <laughs> To the cast, we have uh, 
Jim Caviezel playing the titular character, the mm-hmm. Count. Mm-hmm. Um, you know Jim Caviezel, do you not? Yes, I knew his face. I didn't know his name. He's one of those faces that you know because you've seen it many times, but I wouldn't, I, I couldn't name him. Yeah, like, he's been in a lot of stuff. Yes, uh, he's got a, that kind of face that it, it's... Yeah, he had some starring roles. Um, most famously, he played Jesus in <laughs> The Passion of the Christ, which... Um, Can you play anybody f- more famous than Jesus? No, you you, you can't. <laughs> um, but I think. But I don't think it's easy to recognize him with uh, uh, underneath all the blood and all that shit. There was a lot of blood in that movie. <laughs> I don't I don't remember his face. I just remember all the yeah. blood on his face. <laughs> I remember watching that, going, "I just want it to stop. Can you just <laughs> stop hitting him with things?" I, I was reading up on that. Like he actually uh, took some lashes. Like the the, the the stunt guy missed, and then they're like, "Now uh, we're gonna CG in the the yeah. whips." I, I I've had enough lashes at this point. Uh, I don't think he does. Uh, he did some TV. I think there was a series called Person of Interest, which um was not that interesting to me because I never watched it. <laughs> uh, what else has he done? He does a lot of religious films now. I think mm. he's sort of worked into that uh, Kirk Cameron sort of <laughs> role. But hey, oh, hey, oh. hey! I, maybe maybe yeah, he got. After after being Jesus, that's all you get. Where do you go after after being Where do Jesus? you go after that? <laughs> that's right? all you got to do now. <laughs> tough 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 role to uh, you know transition out of. <laughs> it also starred Guy Pierce, another. Uh, would you call him a character actor? He's a character actor, and he's one of those actors that I personally think he's a great character, but I hate his face. That's and, why he that's always why lends exactly, well to being a good villain. Exactly, I hate his face not because of. His face, but because of the face of the character, characters he plays, and he's he been in a, he's been in a ton of things. Uh, Memento, L.A. Confidential, but your one of your personal favorites, Prometheus, <laughs> Iron Man three, and he was in this fun one. I don't know if it was like a direct to a DVD or it just had a limited run. It was one of the first films I ever watched on Netflix called Lockout, and it's mm-hmm. sort of futuristic, and he plays this wise cracking sort of anti-hero as he goes no, to it, it was I, I think it got some uh heat because it was essentially escape from new york in space okay like, I, I guess I watched that I, I guess beat for beat um again shut your brain off kind of wa- uh watch but i remember enjoying it because it's like yeah this is cool is this what netflix can provide for me i'm <laughs> i'm all on board other notables would be richard harris i yes. mean the what, what can you say about Richard exactly. Harris? I mean, he's been acting forever. I think he passed away shortly after this film wrapped. Oh, no. Um, I mean, he was in Gladiator as uh, yeah. Marcus Aurelius. He's so good. Uh, he was uh, Harry Potter, the original Dumbledore. He's probably the best in this movie. He's probably the most memorable um performance would you say uh we can get into the performance as we go but it's richard harris like as soon as he walks on screen you're like okay like this movie now has a certain level of credibility right uh dagmara dominique i I don't know if i pronounced her last name correctly she played uh mercedes Mm -hmm. and i i had a crush on that character when i watched this movie movie. yeah yeah exactly (laughs) get in line right (laughs) 
Um, but she never really did. She never did a lot. Uh, no, she it's was, not a familiar face. I was looking at her filmography. Very pretty face, but not not a familiar face. I would classify her as like a working actress because yeah, she's probably. she's still active. She still has um, a long list on her IMDb filmography section, but nothing that you'd go like, oh my God, she starred in this yeah. and that. I would say this would probably be her biggest role. And one last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, a very fresh-faced Henry Cavill. Oh my God! When I when I saw that, it was like, woo! It took you a second. It took me a second because he's so young. How old was he? I think he I, I think he was about 16, 16 17, like maybe. Yeah. But it was like his it took second me a minute role. to like. I where do I know that chin from? Yeah, actually, <laughs> it was it was uh, funny too. Doing a little bit of research that when they were casting for two thousand six Superman Returns. Both Jim Caviezel and Henry Cavill auditioned oh. for the role. Um, obviously, Caviezel... he only had to wait. Yeah, yeah, he he got another crack at it. <laughs> Probably one was a bit too old, and the other one was a bit too young. I have a question but... for you. Oh, oh okay. okay, this is sort of off topic, but you know, touching on Henry Cavill. Oh my God, I know what this is. Going. <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't Does have it to have talk anything to do with mustaches. Uh, no. Okay. No, sort okay. of. Um, <laughs> forget forget the movies themselves. Uh, I know you worked on Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. I know your uh, affection for the original Superman and Christopher Reeve. Mm-hmm. What did you think of his portrayal of Superman? It's it's tough to separate one thing from everything else and you know it don't look at me like that it's it's tough do you know what tell, tell you what we will save this conversation for a another for when you make me watch something batman else. versus superman okay, okay but i would say that in many many cases where um movies are not don't do very well like this one did and for are you talking about the Count of Monte Cristo? No, no, no. no oh. I'm talking about Superman, the Man of Steel. But it's it's tough sometimes for actors. They they do their best with the material they're given. So it's tough to judge the performances or the portrays that they do for of characters when the material is not all that good. All I'm saying is it's not always their fault. I'm not going to judge the work of an actor. I'm going to be very impressed. A... I'm going to be very impressed mm-hmm. if the day comes <laughs> and you have someone other than, you know, uh, the original, your mind, the original portrayals of characters such as Superman and Batman. If you go, wow, I really like that movie. I just think you're stuck in, you're, you're stuck in that. Anyways, we're getting, we're getting off base. This is for but another episode. Ha- it hasn't happened yet? No, I don't think so. So. Mandalorian. Oh, yes. Mandalorian. Another thing we could talk about, but we won't because we're here to talk about The Count. Yes. And The Count had the a count budget counts. of $35 million, and it had a very respectable worldwide gross of $75 million. That's not, not bad. bad. Not bad. Not bad for a movie like this. Not bad. It's got uh, its rating uh, on IMDb is 7.8 out of 10. It's a pretty decent rating. Yeah. Uh, critic reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, seventy three percent fresh, and the audience was eighty eight percent fresh. So, and I agree with all of that. Uh, we'll a, get into that. A but very well received, a very well received movie overall, even yeah. though it didn't have like a huge uh, following or because it was not. I'm assuming it was not a huge blockbuster. Obviously, no. And it was, and it's not the kind of movie that moves masses. It's not a movie. It's not targeted to younger audiences. It's not targeted to old, 
to critiques, I guess, or to action movie lovers. It's none of that. It's very different from what you see. To get a little the bit theater. of everything in this movie. It gets a little bit of everything and and not the usual at the same time. So I'm I'm happy that it did it didn't do bad because it's it's not an easy movie to target. No, no. Actually, it's funny too going and looking at. Uh some of the original casting choices when this was in development, they had offered it to Arnold Schwarzenegger and Say he what? passed. I know, right? <laughs> what, what a different, and on what a what different role film. For the count? For the count. What? That would have been, no! that would have been very interesting. No, the count is, needs to be a naive, uh, thin looking, so sweet, are you doing sweet this? Guy. Exactly. How do you, how do you, no. Kings to you for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't see, I don't see why. But okay. Yeah, interesting. But he didn't, and this is the movie we got. Okay. I chose this movie because, like I said, it's one of my favorite adventure flicks. Uh, It's got this weird mix of, like I'd say, uh, like a Pirates of the Caribbean slash Shawshank Mm -hmm. Redemption. You know, it's that's a good that's a good yeah that's that's a good description. And and I think even though it doesn't have tons of action, like you said, it's more of an adventure movie than an action. I'd say adventure movie. There's no big action piece no. really in, in this but still it's it's moving it's it's all always moving it, it i don't feel it drags at all no, I, no, I i think it sucks it's you good. in it, it gets going and it's a good story not a good action movie but a very good story movie obviously it's based on a great book yeah, and I, I remember, I think probably the first time I saw this was one of those classic evenings where you had no plans. You went over to Blockbuster Video. I think it was like Roger's Video for us here in Canada. And I just picked it up off the shelf, plopped it down. I was like, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. So where do you want to start now that okay. we're into it? Where do, you want, where do you want to start with this film? Do you want to start at the start? I want to start. Let's let, Can you go through the plot a little bit? Well, let's, it, let's go through the plot. It, there, there are some. I don't know how spoiler spoilery we want to get because if we uh, if we really start breaking it down, then we can talk about some of the differences between the book and the movie adaptation. It's probably not necessary. Let's let's just do a general idea on, on what the story is without spoiling the twist at the end. Okay, we can Maybe. try. Maybe we could try. You know what, the, the, what twist in the end? I'm, yes, I'm, because, I'm because referring to because there were some because that was that that twist that we are referring to that it's was in the specific movie, but it's for not the movie. In the, in the book, you not just, in the you book. Said. Okay, then let's not spoil that okay. because even those who have read the book might still want to watch the movie. Fair enough. Because I think the twist works great for the movie. Yeah, it's a very movie twist. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, another thing that was interesting too, reading a, a difference was the connection between the main character. Uh, I know that's the thing I love about this movie. I love everybody's names. Like uh, <laughs> the Count of Monte Cristo starts off as Edmund Dantes uh-huh. and his friend uh, Fernan Mondego, Count Count Mondego. And this is fun to we're, say. We're, we're, we're obviously in Europe. And They're French. I think that's everything. Yeah, everybody. yeah. It's we're no one friends, speaks in French, but 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 no. We're glad that they don't, because we don't speak. French. I don't speak French, <laughs> and I'm Canadian, so shame and, on me. But not all the all the names are necessarily friends because Monte Cristo. It's a name that it's Spanish slash Italian more than French. Mm. Monte Cristo means literally, literally. Means 
uh, Mount of Christ in oh. Spanish. Oh, and a little I, bit of foreshadowing for Jim Caviezel's future. Uh, right? And I believe in Italian too, because Italian and Spanish are, are really close languages. And so many of the names, so it, it, it feels like it wants to happen not just in France, it wants to happen in Europe in general, mm. in that, that 17th, 19th century Europe, mm-hmm. more, than, more than France. Even though we have a very famous and historic figure in the movie, even though it's, it's obviously... Uh, no, that was my that was my question. I was oh. I was thinking about that as I, I am not the world's greatest historian, especially especially anything that took place before the nineteen uh, you know nineteen hundred. So this film is set in eighteen fifteen, and it starts off with our, our two main characters uh, are ferrying their captain from their ship to this island of Elba, where it's stated in a card like the opening of the movie there's a little blurb that when napoleon was was captured he was held prisoner on the isle of elba by the british mm-hmm. is that true yes okay so yes. They, they they that's so, how the story gets going and the fun part is that um napoleon is there is in the movie mm-hmm. he's part of the movie so it's one of those things and i don't know if that was in the book either i think that was i i, I don't think they i don't think they addressed it as they did in the movie i think it's just implied that that happened Probably, but the fact that they they had Napoleon there, and it was it was portrayed by an actor that was it was very close looking to 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 the actual mm-hmm. person. Obviously, it's fiction. Everything that happens in the in the story is fiction. But you have a, a true historical figure. It was fun. It was fun to see it, it, because it's part of. Um, Do you think it subconsciously makes you give the film a little bit more? credit probably but not many movies and especially books books that do historical fiction they they build uh fictional stories in real events in historical real events and that gives it a twist of reality mm-hmm. and helps you imagine with more clarity everything that is happening and, and and i know this because my mom loves these kind of books like historical fiction mm-hmm. and and she appreciates because she knows he she loves history and she appreciates all the history about kings and monarchies and in wars and who said what to who and what the everything led but to. this point like this point of napoleon it plays a very small he's a very part. small it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's basically it's, just it's the inciting cameo, incident really. right it's, it's a, just like hey this was the scenario. It's one that, scene really that that matters with him in it. Pretty much, and and it's probably not necessary. It could have been done in a different way. But the fact that it's Napoleon, that is historical Napoleon, is really cool. I I I appreciated that. And it's it's also does that great thing of I like movies that just sort of get right into the action. Yes. So you you see this them. This movie co- doesn't lose t- time. Doesn't waste time at all. And 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 again for good movie making. There's not a ton of time spent with the two main characters. It's just sort of, they're introduced. You can see one is lacking a certain polish or confidence. And his partner, the Count, mm-hmm. Ferdinand. Ferdinand? Ferdinand? I don't know, whatever. Fernand. Fernand, that's it. Probably. I've seen this movie enough, you think I should remember the names. <laughs> but uh, he's a little bit more, you know, polished and upper class. And you can just Dirty. tell they're friends. Right, they've they've got their little exchange after they've uh, sort of defeated the British that have attacked them for because you're not supposed to go to that island. 
The reason they're there is because their captain's sick. They're trying to get some medical attention for him. And then in that process, uh, that's you when... You get the, to know the two characters and how different they are. But it's brief. It's very it's brief, It's very right? brief, but it's, it's, it's you very You can tell effective. there's a history between the two of them. Yes. You can tell there's a fondness. Uh, and you can tell that, that one is very naive and very uneducated and very easy to fool, let's say. Mm-hmm. And the other one is ready to fool a fool. And the thing is, you can tell that um, Fernand, uh, the, Count, the, the Count Mondego... Uh, I don't think he's count at is, that time, but he's never count. No, isn't he? Isn't he the count? Mondego? He makes the uh, um the 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 bad guy, not uh, Edmund Dantes, is, who's is the good he, guy. Is he? Because he's the son of royalty. He's the son of royalty, and then that, that's when the plot goes on. He wants to make sure that he is yeah. now elevated to the next status, and that's where some of the trickery goes on. And uh, it's, it's a very it's a very good feeling. I yeah. I love him. I love hate him. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, but you can sort of tell that he. As much as Edmund is his friend, he sort of looks down upon him because yes. he thinks he's less than. And he even makes that uh, brief statement where it's like, it's too bad it won't always be like this. Yes. And Edmund's like, what, what are what you talking mean? about? And he's like, yeah. ah, don't worry about it. Not that he's looking to screw him over, but you can tell that at this time in my he's life... He has in his mind a uh, time frame where things cannot I'm gonna, be like this because I want to get to somewhere where you cannot follow me. Kind of and just he, just he, you can tell he thinks that he's beneath him. Yeah. Right. So he's he's not a great guy, but they have their camaraderie. So, anyways, the the whole like I said before, inciting incident is Napoleon pulls him aside and commends him for his bravery and his loyalty to his captain, even though he is a captive. Uh, he wants uh, he wants to get some. He, he doesn't. He, how does he phrase it? The British will check through his mail i would like you to give this letter to an old friend as much like the friendship you have here with uh, your compatriot but i don't want the british to see it and he's like well i don't know if i should do that oh, no 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 it's don't worry about it it's all good it's all good i wouldn't lie to you and again being a naive character he takes this he takes this letter and Mondego sees it and, and, and he's mm-hmm. like well what's going what's going on here right they leave they get ashore and then it just looks like everything is starting to unfold in our heroes. A very uncontrolled way for our heroes, yeah. What's our that? Hero, our hero has now control of what's happening, and he's no, but 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 things are looking up for him. Around. Things are looking up for him because he he comes ashore. Yes, he is he has now been promoted to captain because the owner, Monsieur Morel. I like. <laughs> I'm going to say the names throughout the episode. <laughs> Monsieur, Monsieur Morel <laughs> is impressed that he did the brave thing, uh, put himself in jeopardy for the sake of the captain where the ship's first mate, Danglaire. <laughs> he was a coward and stayed aboard because he didn't want to risk his neck. And through that act, Dantes has now been elevated above him. So Danglaire, is, is, he's up. He's like, How, he's, you, you presume to demote me? He's like, it's not a demotion. You will still be first mate under Dantes. And that hurts. Oh, he's just like, oh, that burns, right? (laughs) Now, while this little meeting is going on, while the the owner is getting the recap of what happened with the the ship, 
Mondego has taken off and he's intercepted Mercedes, the beautiful Mercedes who is our so excited to see her, her man return. And he's like, oh, he's going to be tied up. He may be in trouble. Come on, let's go to the rocks. And Mondego, we can see him already. You can see he's looking to, at her with them yeah. bedroom eyes, he's, right? He's basically super jealous of his friend because his friend has nothing, is uneducated, and is, is not... His fate will probably not take him anywhere, but he's still happier and has more important things in life than he did, does, including the love of mercy. And I, and to that point, I love the line she says when there two of them are sitting <laughs> there. He's he's trying to seduce her, and she says, "Do you know what? I'm not going to do it." And you know why I'm not going to do it is because this reminds me of when we were kids, and you've got this you got this pony for your birthday. And Edmund got a whistle, and you were so upset that he was happier with his whistle than you were with your pony. I am not going to be your next whistle. And I'm like, That's pr- That's I like very, it, very, right? Very I, I like it. And then and you can see early in the movie how much of a bad friend he is already trying to take her. Th- yeah, exactly, his, exactly. His friend's girl. And you can tell a guy like this is not used to rejection. No, he doesn't And like rejection, it. like, for him? For oh him, God. so he's just he's been nothing. He's no one. Yeah, he's 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 just he been can't read. Oh yeah, du- yeah, yeah. Dante is like really this which guy. Which is an important factor because he delivers the the letter obviously without knowing its content. Basically, first because he's he's he would never do that. He's he has a very moral uh, great code. moral compass. And second, because he can't read. And, exactly. And, and we learned that when he delivers the letter. and When he's accused. When, when he's accused, exactly. But someone read the letter. Exactly. So <laughs> we get to the point where you can see that he is, he's pissed off a few people, right? Mondego's like, fuck this shit, right? Like, I, I'm out of here. And he's like, hey, man, I got the captaincy. He's like, great. Your life's just charmed, right? And he yeah. walks off and he's all... All right. And then they have a nice little tender moment where she professes her love to him. And he's like, okay, I, I, I cannot wait for us to be married. It's just going to take me time to afford a ring. And she's like, I don't need a ring. And she pulls off that so little romantic. tassel and she ties that little string around her fingers. Like, this will be my ring and I will never take it off. And you're like, this is wonderful. Everything's going great. No, it, there wouldn't be a movie. And then it takes a hard left turn for him. And I really enjoyed the, uh, the the whole interaction between him and the prosecutor because I think the prosecutor is not really in it to f- to to, to he screw him over. That is, that is not fair, but he has no. no but choice. even in the beginning, I, I think when the two no, yeah, he's not a threat. He's yeah. he's just he's, he's, he, he, he can see him he, even when he sits him down. He looks him up and down. He's like, yeah, you don't have the look of a traitor. And he's like, traitor, what are you talking about? And then he says, it's been brought to my attention that you were on Elba and you may have intercepted this transmission. Or not transmission, sorry, it's not Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> may, you, you've got this letter from Napoleon. And he's like, yeah, I got it, like, like right here. And he's like, He has what? no problem confessing anything. Yeah, he's like, I'm not hiding anything. I hear this guy's going to find me. And he, he takes it. Noble. And like, he, he, he reads it and he's just like, dude. This was like all the schedules for the guards and the church. Like you've been fooled. You're a dum dum. And and he's all. I I had no idea. I can't read. I he's, just I just did what I thought was right. And he's and at that point he's just like, yeah, get out of here. Like don't worry. I don't know what this. 
a whole deal is about, but you can clear. Until? Until he stops. Because, hey, uh, by the way, were you told who that should go to? And he gives the name. And as soon as he gives the name, something changes, right? He's like, ah, okay. Arrest him. No, but no, but he does. He, he's like, nah, you know, I feel really bad. And would you come on down these stairs and uh, you could take my carriage that yeah. has all these bars. And, <laughs> and, and, and that's it. And then it gets going and he's just like, what are you talking about? Like, And then my favorite part of the movie starts when he's taken to the to the prison, to that prison cell to be, well, he's destined to but I also, grow old and die there. But I also basically. I also love that right before he goes to the Chateau d'If, mm-hmm. he does manage to escape when they're going to get him on the boat yes. and he runs to his friend, uh, yeah. Fernand. And he's like, I don't know what's going on. Can you please help me? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lures him kind of into this room and then draws a sword on him. And he's like, what are you doing? He's like, it was me. I I did this. He's like, why? Why did you? And you can see that as as our hero, Dantes, tries to fight back, he's just outmatched. Like yeah. he's going up against this dude who's probably been fencing ever since he was a wee little tot. Mm-hmm. And he just he's just toying with them. And yeah. it's he's just waiting for the for the police to rest. Yeah, him, and basically. it's 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 so sad to see him completely outmatched and his, his best friend has betrayed him and he's like, Why? And he's like, It's complicated. You know, because I, because you're the son of a clerk, and I shouldn't want to be you. And, yeah, exactly. And then and that the, the little, the, the, my favorite touch, uh, just these little. I think this movie does a really good job of uh, setting something up for a payoff down down the road. And in the beginning of the film, when they're on the island where they meet Napoleon, uh, they got this little thing where it's a chess piece. It's mm-hmm. the king. And he tosses it to uh, Fernand. He says, "Kings to you, Fernand. You're the king of the moment." And they, they, they it's that little they game they've been playing since they were kids. Yeah. Right before the police take him away, he's like, "Wait, wait!" And Fernand pulls that chess piece out and he puts it in his pocket. He's like, "Remember for better times." And I, it's just you like, jerk. I, I, do you know what? I think that was sincere. I didn't think that was. It was. A, I didn't think still, that was a. I didn't still. think that was a. Uh, like I'm gonna but stick I'm, it. But I'm screwing you up. But hey, for a bit of time. I think that was. Uh, like I'm sorry. Like, and, and you can even see he, he throws he throws his sword in disgust afterwards, where he's like. So you, so you think there's a little part of a little bit, like 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 a little bit of him. Like he's not a great dude, but I I felt that was worst. a sincere. He's hmm? the worst. Yeah, well, he's a bad guy. But yeah. anyways, I like that scene. So now now you said that once he's on the Chateau d'If, you really enjoy this section of the movie. Oh, uh, going back to to what you said about how sad it is to see how small it is, he is and how how much how how his best friend has betrayed him and and he's at his very low point, not the lowest point yet. But uh, all that sadness you, that you feel at that moment and during the, the first half of the prison section, it's it's only there to make to make you feel amazing when he comes back and gets his revenge. It earns it. It earns it. Earns it. it. Yeah. And it, I like the little things they do to signify the passage of time. Again, a thing that they set up where he shows up and he... The beard growing. He he professes he professes you got a problem with beards? Oh, no, no problem, no problem. Uh he he professes his innocence and uh 
warden is like, I know, I truly know. And everyone in that prison is innocent. They're only taken there to be hidden because mm -hmm. they're dangerous. Yeah. And basically he brings him into a cell and he's like, we're going to do a little thing. Every, every year. Year. We'll beat you. To signify a passing of another year, and it was once kinda, a year. Once well, a year, we're gonna beat, beat the Could crap be out of you. And uh, I, 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 I well, and every I, time he he beats him up, he says until next year. And, yeah. you, and you see that happening a few times, and you're like, how many years this guy's been this place, this horrible place? And another little thing that they they do is in his cell. There's that sort of scratching on the mm -hmm. wall that says, mm -hmm. God will give me justice. And when he first gets in there, you can see it's it's barely scratched out on the wall. By someone and, that was there by before By someone him. that was there before him. And then by the end of it, when you can see it's been many, many years of him enduring the solitary confinement and, and all these beatings, you can see how deep the scratching is. Yes. Like it's it's got to be a couple that's, inches that's, deep. That's the only thing he's been doing for years. And, and you talk about his lowest... Every time that uh, you see him struggling, he grabs a rock and he goes and he, he keeps carving that down yeah. to give him faith that he's like, God will grant me justice. And then there's that one moment where you see him, he's just a defeated soul, lost all, like almost all of his humanity. He all goes to it, pick up the honestly. rock, he looks at the thing and he just drops the rock. That's it. He's, he's yeah. a broken man now. He's lost all hope. And that's when we meet one of the most jeering characters in the movie I, the, I, think. I know he's got a, a proper name but he's just referred to as priest and that's the yeah. introduction of the wonderful richard harris <laughs> which is in the next door cell we could say and mm -hmm. he's been there for much longer than him he's a very old man that is just basically there almost waiting to die but they meet each other and they find a way well they meet each other because our poor priest has been uh, carving. Well, he's been digging, digging a. He's a been digging tunnel, an escape tunnel. Only on the wrong way. And I love his reaction. The wrong way, because so instead of getting out of the cell to to his freedom, he gets into our our protagonist cell, and that's how they meet. They they there's a tunnel that connects the two cells only because he picked the wrong way to to dig. And this is first thing. How 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 many years? I think he said he'd been digging for seven years, something, something like that, like that. Something about like seven years in or so. Vain. Well, mm -hmm. well, not in vain. No, he has a friend. No, exactly. Now they're buddies, <laughs> and that's like you said, such a fun part of the film where yeah. you see this, you know, wise sage character come in, and now he's going to be the person that gives the tools for our hero to be able to. Because the guards, the guards in the cell don't care about them. They only go to the cells once a day to to, to feed take their them. toilet bucket or give them their slop, and that's it. So they 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 spend all the time together because they can through their tunnel. So our priest teaches our protagonist how to think, how to read, how to fight, and and gives him the tools, proper tools, to to get out and now, get I, his revenge he's he's she's justice now and I, he they start they start digging another tunnel in the right direction exactly which is the important part but i also like i want to touch on the acting in this movie i think the acting's really it's good it's really good it's really solid it's really good no one's going to win any awards but just simple things it's where believable where he brings him into his cell for the first time and he says hey 
we can we can dig faster now that uh, there's two of us. And he's like, how, how long? And he's like, well, he's doing some quick math. 11 years. <laughs> and, and he starts laughing. He's just like, and, he, and Richard Harris is all, do you have something else that's taking up your time? And he's like, why should I help you dig? And he says, oh, I can teach you economics. I can teach you uh, history. And- but But you can see Jim Caviezel's character, uh, Edmund Dantes, he he looks at a book and he's got this innocence in his eyes and t- to read and write as well. And Richard Harris has this nice yeah. little moment where he's like, "Yes, he realizes of course, that, he, that we have to, to read start and write." And, and you're just like, "It's it's it's beautiful. It's it, beautiful. It's beautiful because they spend more than ten years just learning, teaching, and digging." Now I don't know if the movie. Uh, dresses how long those two are actually together but i know there's a scene later on where he references um he's asked where he's been and i think he says 13 years in the chateau deef yes and then three years all over the world so i'm not exactly sure how long that he is with the priest but uh, long a enough a long time yeah a, a significant amount of time and, and and it's referenced in the movie because we see him learning to read to write and he's reading all these books and understanding many things and learning to he he almost trains him in sort of martial arts a little bit because mm-hmm. he well because he, he was a soldier him, yeah he teaches him how to use uh well, sword even though it's a stick and how to i love that scene where there's a there's a water dropping and he, and he teaches him how to yeah how to be faster than water falling by uh making him try to put the the hand in between the drops that yeah. fall and it was a very um bruce lee kind of movie you know what i mean so so he and you see that at first he fails every time he can do it and and this montage that where the movie shows has so well done everything that that has been happening for such a long time and we see him getting better and better and finally beating the water dropping and all that All, all his training it's it's my favorite part of the movie by far by far it's so much fun see him seeing him build himself up and getting ready to get his revenge. And and more importantly than the skills that he has been taught by this character, he also gives him the most valuable tool, literally valuable tool, because he gives his story, his history as a soldier, as he defected and he went to go work for um, a count, mm-hmm. this, uh, this mythical lost treasure of Sparta. Oh, yeah. Right, and that's one of the. That's why he's in prison because he was, I believe, a part of Napoleon's army. And when power was overthrown, they knew that he had information, or supposedly had information mm-hmm. to this, and he wouldn't give it up or said he didn't have it. So they're like, "Well, you're going to go sit in here until you're ready to talk." Never talks. Never talk. Now we can fast forward a little bit. Um, do you want to talk about how we get from? the Chateau d'If to out or just the fact that he is going let's, to escape? Let's say that that he escapes. He does escape. We lose our priest. We do lose our priest. He escapes but- and he he turns himself into someone completely different. Talking about character arc. This is one of the most impressive character arcs in movie history. And this is why I think um, this part of the film works now yes there's been a passage of time like 16 years from when the people that he wants to seek revenge on have seen him justice justice not revenge yeah i think he calls it revenge 
Okay. I, I think he does call it revenge. Noble. No, because because I re- remember when the priest gives him the map, he's like, "I want you to use it for good, only for good." He's like, "You know, I'm going to use this for my revenge. I'm sorry." Um, but he, he, uh, he he looks like a completely different person from the way he, he walks, he from the way he person. you know uh, conducts himself. It, it's it's believable. He's it's believable that no one would recognize him. Yeah, exactly. And now he's rich. Because thanks to the priest, so he comes back as something not just different, completely opposite of what he he was. Now he's educated. Now he's he's skilled. Now he's rich. He builds this character, that, and he names his new character as Count of Monte Cristo because he lays out his plan. He's he, he, now that he's rich, he's got a uh, there's a, a fun little sort of side story mm-hmm. where he gets himself sort of like a manservant, mm-hmm. and they've got they found the treasure, and it's like great, like what are we gonna do? He's like, I'm going to plot my revenge on these people, and that's going to be my main focus. He's like, cool, so I'll just get a gun, we'll go shoot them all? He's like, no, now, that's not how we're going to do it. And he says, well, I'm sorry, but who you are right now, I don't think you're going to be able to accomplish what you want. And he's like, then I will become a count. And he throws the map in the fire, and he's off on his big grand scheme to exact revenge and it's again it's so I, I don't rewarding think we should, and i don't think we should go step by step no. on, on how he revenges because no, it's, not at all. it's so satisfying to see it unfold and also it's it, it explains what it needs what's needed to become a count and it's money yeah, it's, <laughs> that's all it's you a lot need. of money. It's all, that's all you need. And even even um, so satisfying. Even though the movie the movie is just over two hours, and it moves along at a good pace, but nothing feels like it was sort of just plot device dropped in their lap. No, it's 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 a great it's is very well edited. Because even when he escapes, he doesn't like he doesn't go right for the revenge. He spends years. You know, uh, preparing this, preparing for it, and even Which when they makes it even more satisfying. Even the when they find the treasure, it's this little montagey, but it's not just they go there and open a door, and there's the treasure. You can no. see them sort of, yeah. you know, uh, going around the island, and like, even that is rewarding as well. When you see them swim down and and open up the the chest, chest. and you see all these chests, they're like, holy cow! Like this is legit. And they don't explain exactly how how they go from that island to. To being rich, and to it being works the rich count, and it doesn't matter. That's that's my point. It doesn't really matter because you don't need to know. You don't need to know. You no. just need to know that it happened. You don't need to know how. Absolutely, <laughs> I, I I couldn't agree with you more. So I don't know how we should steer this episode to a close. What uh, what other? Because again, I, I agree with you. We shouldn't spoil the ending. No, because it's uh, it's very satisfying. It's so satisfying yeah. in in every way, shape, or form. It it for earns him everything and for us because you obviously are root for him and you're you're there with him. And there's a final twist that is also very rewarding, uh, involving Mercedes. Mm-hmm. that we won't spoil but the the main thing i want to say about this movie is what i think about it what i wouldn't make me feel this movie at first when we when it started i admit that my first reaction was this that it's 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 a naive movie it's a kind of it's the tone is very naive because it, it's even if it's a, it's an it's a period piece mm. but it's not very historically correct and at first the first few minutes, and I, I felt it was a bit too, too, even childish, 
too simplistic. <laughs> but once you get to accept that, and once you get into the movie, once you just relax and accept that this is not history, this is a story, it's very different. And yes, it has the look and the tone of a, of a period piece, but it is not historically reflecting reality. Once you accept that, it's so much fun. Once I just relaxed and realized that what I was looking, what I was watching is, is, is a very fun adventure movie with no pretensions, that's when I started to enjoy it so much, very much. And by the end of the movie, no, before that, probably the first third of the movie, I was, I was engaged. I was hooked. And it's, it was a very, very fun ride. I, I don't think it's a masterpiece. But it's it's a movie that is totally worth watching. Yeah, just to make one little final point, because we, we said earlier on that it's not like this action-y movie, but there is some action scenes in it. Oh, yeah. And one of the things I think you pointed out, and I'm like, yeah, you're 100% correct, is the there's a couple of sword fights here and there, and they're not these over-the-top, choreographed oh, to, to, to every right. every little like step and counter and everything it's clumsy it's very clumsy you can see them like struggling with things that probably would be would be accurate in an actual fight because i'm sure that fights are messy fights are clumsy especially when with swords and surrounded by furniture and and being nervous and being yeah fights are not clean in reality i'm sure so they feel realistic so and that makes you make makes the tension even go higher, yeah. Because because you're you're there struggling with it. It's not a choreographed uh, fight. It's it's a realistic fight. That was very fun. Lots of fun. Well, I I I think that's probably as as much as we can say about the Count of we Monte Cristo. Say more. No, we uh, say more. please go see it yes. uh, if you haven't. Uh, Give it a chance. I think this is probably one of the first movies that i have chosen that it seems like you have unequivocally approved and have very little issues with. it's not my fault that i have better taste in movies okie dokie (laughs) well with uh that uh with that the the ball is 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 now been handed to you Mm -hmm. and you're the one who gets to choose what the next viewing pleasure is going to be Mm -hmm. well you want to know yeah okay uh, for the next one, I'm going to make you watch one of my favorite, if not my favorite movie of the last decade. Okay. It's a movie, it's, it's, it's so special to me. It's so special to me. And when I learned... Are you going to tell us about why yes. it's so special to you in the uh, next now. episode? On the next episode. When I learned that you hadn't watched it, I had to make you watch it. Because I love to watch it over and over, especially with someone that hadn't watched it hasn't watched it before i was so jealous that you hadn't watched it <laughs> so you could watch it for the first time we're talking about drive 2011's drive 2011 drive and it's one of is it's a ah, we'll we'll save it for the next episode but yeah you're gonna watch drive looking forward to it okay i've got things to say <laughs> okay but uh with that um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Mm-hmm. If you did enjoy it, you know, please like, subscribe, tell a friend. Yeah. You can follow us on Twitter at you, as in the letter U, gotta see this PC, as in podcast. <laughs> uh, both of your hosts are on Twitter as well. I am at Dan Mackeltz. You and are. I'm, uh, okay, fotografia. 
Mm-hmm. You can find that uh, on our page. Yes. And yeah, anything else you want to say? Let us know, everybody. If you've seen this movie, let us know what you think. If you haven't, please go watch it and let us know if you think something is worth watching. And yeah, connect with us because we we love to hear from you guys. Uh, th- that's the whole reason we're doing right. doing this is is to connect with the community. So until then, just keep watching movies, people. And happy new year. <laughs>